Baba Kama Dav Kof Tet. The last thing we're discussing was the Mishnah at the bottom of Kof Het Amud Bet. If an owner brings the Shomer to court and the Shomer said it was uh, it was lost and then we found that he was lying, he has to pay the principal. If he admitted on his own, he has to pay principal fifth plus a Korban Hashem. If he said it was stolen, then he would have to pay the double. And we said if someone stole from his father and he lied under oath and then he, and then he was caught and the father died, he has to pay the money back into the pot. And with that, we're going to start Koftet Amud Aleph, three lines in by the Gemara, where it says Amar of Yosef. Rav Yosef is going on the case if a, if a person stole from his father, swore, and now his father died, he puts the money back into the pot. Amar of Yosef, if the thief has no one else to give it to, if there's no relative to give it to except him, he's the only relative, or he's the only relative that is readily on hand. I feel you could even give it back to that tzedakah. Bottom line is get the, the the theft money out of your hands. And Amar Papa when he gives it the tzedakah, he has to say, I stole this from my father in order for him to do the mitzvah of returning a stolen item. Now, Amai, why does he have to give it the tzedakah? Listen, at the end of the day, he inherits for his father. Why can't he just Forgive himself, and this way he doesn't have to pay. Milo tonight, didn't we say mahalo ala keren, vilo mahalo ala homish? Didn't we say if the person who was stolen from forgot the principal, but didn't forgot the the one fifth? Alma bar mechilahu, you see that it's possible to forgo a, a, a theft. So Amar Yohanan alakashia. The Mishnah that says you could forgo the principle, that's like Rabbi Yossi Galili. Our Mishnah is like Rabbi Akiva. The Tanya, we said that if someone stole something and there's no one else to, to give it back to, the person died, you give it to the Kohen. Now, is there such thing as a, pers- a Jewish person who has no inheritors, no one has a cousin, no one has a, fa- a distant uncle, a grandfather, something? Rather, what's the Pasuk talking about? Someone stole something from a convert. He doesn't have any inheritors. And, and the Brayta says, Someone steals from a, from a ger. And you lied to the ger. Again, and you heard that the ger died. And he's bringing the money to the to the Kohanim Yerushalayim. He's giving the Korban Hashem to the to the to Yerushalayim. And he sees this convert. He all of a sudden either he came back to life or it was a mistake that he thought he was dead, but he really wasn't. And the ger, the convert, says, "No, you owe me what you stole from me." Umed, and then the ger dies. Zacha hala says, "At that point, since it was alone on him, you owe me this much." Then, at that point, he acquires it because it's like hefker, meaning. Uh, since the guy doesn't have anyone to inherit from him, the money is now up in the air. Whoever grabs it, grabs it. Since he has it in his pocket, it's his. Rabbi Akiva Omer, en lo takana, Rabbi Akiva says, there's no way for this person to fix his sin unless he gets that money out of his hands. Now, according to Rabbi Akiva, it doesn't make a difference if it's him himself meaning if he stole it from the pot that he's inheriting or if he stole it from someone else like a girl, at the end of the day, a theft can be forgiven. 
רבי עקיבא לא שנה לאחרים ולא שנה לנפשי, לא מצא מחל. According to רבי עקיבא, doesn't make a difference if you owe the money to other people, you owe the money to yourself. At the end of the day, a theft cannot be forgiven until you actually pay it. That's the only way to forgive the sin. And according to Rabbi Yosegeli, even if the Ger did not say, you now owe me this much money, he didn't make this into an IOU, at the end of the day, once that Ger dies, you can now acquire it, because it's Hefker. So why does that Braita mention, oh, that he, he turned it into an IOU, the Ger said, no, now you owe me this money, why? wants to show you the power of Rabbi Akiva that even if the 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 ger made it an IOU, made it a loan, still this is not a money issue anymore. This now becomes a uh, between you and Hashem sort of issue, and the only way to forgive your sin, to have your sin forgiven, is by getting that money out of your hands. So now, Matkifla Rav Sheshat. Rav Sheshat has a question. Ihachi, if that's their view, then Then according to Rabbi Yosei if you if a law if a theft can be forgiven, then just mention the case where a person can forgive himself in the case where he stole from his father. A person can forgive himself, and all the more so, other people can forgive a uh, theft. Other people can forgive the theft that this person stole. And the Rabbi Akiva Lashvinan Laharim de Lomatse Mahil, Vichol Shekel and Avshed de Lamatse Mahil. And according to Rabbi Akiva, why don't you teach us that other people cannot forgive your theft? You still have to pay them back no matter what. And all the more so you can't forgive yourself. You have to pay it back one way or another in order to be forgiven. Meaning, according to each rabbi, I don't need the other case. So Elam Rav Sheshat, rather Rav Sheshat explains. Both the one that says he could forgive himself and the other one that says he can he can forgive the the principal. That's according to Rabbi Segali. And when did Rabbi Segali say you could forgive the the principal? That's only laharim. You could only if other people stole it, then you could forgive them. But to himself, he cannot forgive a theft that he stole. Meaning, if someone stole from his father and now uh, he, uh, he, uh, the father passed away, you can't forgo that. So now when it comes to the ger, why did the person get whatever he got? Meaning once the ger dies, okay, whatever you stole from him, you get to keep. Because he said it was an IOU. And we we know that any loan that belongs to a ger, once the ger passed away and there's no one for him to inherit, at that point, you could just keep it. But if he didn't make an IOU, the only since you can't forgive yourself a theft, you have to give it a tzedakah. That's the way Rav Sheshat explains the sugya. He could tell you both the, the, the Mishnah that says you could forgive yourself, and the other one where you forgive the principal is both Rabbi Akiva. And that's Rabbi Akiva said you cannot forgive yourself over theft. There was the case where the person stole it from the father. But other people, you can't forgive on the principal. And therefore, if someone stole from his father, or if someone stole from a ger, the, and the ger died, the only way to, to fix the problem is by giving it, even if it's the tzedakah, just get the money out of your head. So now the Gemara has a question on Rabbah. You want to say that Rabbi Akiva says you could forgive uh, other people? Well, it sounds like Rabbah holds that Rabbi Yosei allows a person to even forgive himself. 
אלא גזל הגדק אמר החמנה נתינה לכהנים הכי משכחת לה than the case of someone stealing from a gear where, you, uh, where he doesn't have anyone to inherit him and you give it to the כהנים what would be the case according to you רבה רבה how would Rabbi Yosegeli fit if Rabbi Yosegeli says you could forgive this loan then how would we have a case where גזל הגר you pay to the כהנים you can always forgive it so אמר רבה הכה במה עסקינה רבה explains what are we dealing with a person stole from the ger, he lied to him under oath, and he admitted after the ger died. That at the time where he admitted, HaKadosh Baruch Hu acquired it, and at that point Hashem says give it to the Kohanim. But if he admitted while the ger was still alive, and he made it an IOU, and then the ger dies. Okay, Rabbi Yosegeli says you can forgive yourself. Now, Ba'ay Rabina, Rabina has a question. Gezel Hagiyoret Mao, if someone stole money from a female convert, he stole money, he lied under oath, then he admitted after she passed away. What would be the halakha? Do you give it to the Kohanim la Gezel Hagir, or does he acquire it himself? And the question is as follows. The Pasuk says, Ve'im en la'ish go'el. The man doesn't have anyone to inherit. Ish amara hamana velo isha. Is it man, not woman? Or dilma or hedikrahu? Or is it that's just the way the Pasuk's talking and man, woman, same rules? So Amar le Rav Aharon le Ravina. Rav Aharon said to Ravina, Tashemach. Here's a proof from the Brayta. Detanya ish, only ela ish. It says men. It sounds like only uh, if you stole money from uh, a ger that's a man, you have to give the money to the Kohanim Ishamina. And how do we know women also? When you say you, uh, the, what was returned, Hamushav is what was returned, that's already two times. It says the Hashiv and Hamushav, two times, meaning one for the uh, for Gezel Hager, one's for Gezel Hagiyoret. So the Gemara says, Imken, Mata Mudlomarish. And what do you learn out of the word Ish? So the Gemara explains, Ish With a man, you have to check after and to see if he has any inheritors, any relatives, any brothers, any uh, children after he became a ger. Did he have a ch- child in a different country? You have to look into it. Katan, But if he's a ger, that was a katan. That he was not even on the age to be able to have children yet. Okay, you don't have to look into it. Just give it straight to the Kohanim. And Rashi explains from here the Gemara learns in Sanhedrin that a child can't have uh, can't have children. Yes, once upon a time children were able to have children, but you see already from this point forward, from the, this time in the Gemara and forward, it's not possible for a young child to have children. Even if he has brothers, his brothers are not brothers. Once they they became gerim, they become a new person. Tanura banan. It says, La Hashem La Kohen. If someone stole from the Ger, Ger dies, and you lie, and you admit, and there's no one to give it back to, then it says, La Hashem La Kohen. You give it to Hashem and to the Kohen, meaning, The minute the thief admits, it now belongs to Hashem. He goes up to the Beit HaMikdash, he gives it to the Kohen, who his family's turn to work that week. Meaning you're already bringing the korban Hashem, so you're also going to bring that money and give it to him. Is it to the kohen who's working that week, 
meaning whoever happens to be working in the Beit HaMikdash when you get there, or is it any coin that he wants? It could be the next door neighbor. When the Pasuk says you have to give the, the money back or whatever you stole back, except for the korban you're already giving. You see that the Pasuk's talking about giving it to the Kohen who's working in the Beit HaMikdash that week or that day. Let's say the, the thief himself is a Kohen and the Ger dies. And it was his family's week, is his family's day. How do we know that you know? Let's say you know what? Since it's supposed to go to the Kohanim, are working uh, that day, and I'm working that day. I, you know, I'm just going to pay it to myself. And not only that, Vidinu he has a kalva homer to say he could keep it because when other people bring things they stole and they give it to him, and all the more so things that he stole, he. Should should be able to keep. Now, Rabbi Natan learns it a little bit differently. He learns the Kalva Homer as follows. Now, when it comes to things that the regular uh, Ben Mishmar, any person working in the, in the Beit HaMikdash that day, he doesn't have a Chalik in it. For example, if another Kohen in the family, let's say Reuven Kohen, has Teruma, let's say, that's the way Tosfol explains it, he's given his own Korbanot, for example, like Rashi explains it. No other Kohen in that, in that family has, could touch that Teruma or could touch the hide or the, or the meat from Reuven's Korban. korban. It's, it's his own personal things, no one could touch it. Achi kanis beshuto until it comes into a, a, to the family pot, the koanim pot, and then kshikanis beshuto Then once it comes to his possession, meaning another koan, uh, shimon, uh, the vikoan, whatever we're calling them, right? Once it gets to their possession, Reuven can't take it away anymore. It, that belongs to the family. So if that's the case, when it comes to things that I I already have a part in, and when it comes to my possession, all the more so that no one can take it out. Meaning, in the case of Gzalat Ager, if let's say Shimon stole something, uh, from the ger and the ger died and now he has to give it to the koanim. Well, he, if he's working that day in the Beit Hamikdash, it's basically already in his pocket, and no one could take it away from him. The same way, no one could take uh, any kohen's personal things away. And the same way, once you put it in the pot, no one could take it away. Same thing over here. It's as if it's already in the pot and you're already holding it. No one could take it away. That's the way Rabbi Ratan learned the Kalva Homer, but the, the rabbi said, Lo, not true, because when it comes to things that Shimon doesn't have anything to do with, like Reuven's Korbanot or Terumah, we can always say the same way Shimon has nothing to do with Reuven's Korbanot, Levi, Huda, Kohen, the whole family Kohen, they, uh, they have nothing to do with uh, Reuven's Korbanot either. Tomar Begezel, but when it comes to the theft from a convert, the same way the thief has a part in this, because you have to give it to the to the Kohen who's in the Mishmar, well, anyone who's working the Beit HaMikdash that day also has a, has a part in it. And you could say that he cannot just keep it for himself. Rather, it 
he ha- has to leave his hand and he splits it with the other Kohanim working in the Beit HaMikdash that day. So the rabbis didn't like that Kav HaChomer. But the Gemara asks back, When a person gives the Kodashim, uh, the, the, the Korban Hashem for uh, stealing, he, the animal, the, whatever, the flesh, the meat, goes to the, the Kohen, who's actually giving the Korban, and he also gets the theft. You have to give him everything. So now the case over here is a per, if a Kohen himself stole from the Ger, he himself gives the Korban, so he should technically have to give the theft also to himself. And the Gemara says, no, What are we dealing with over here? A Kohen who's Tameh. So technically he can't give the Korban, and therefore technically he can't keep the theft. But the Gemara asks, But if we're, we're talking about a Kohen who's Tameh, how could we say oh, that he has a part in it? Well, if he's Tameh, he doesn't have a part in it. Rather, we have to be talking about a Kohen Tahor. And, the, and if that's the case... Why can't he keep the theft by him? The Tanya, this Beraita is talking about a person who was Makadish, his family field. He gave it to the Beta Mikdash and he never redeemed it, he never paid for it. So the treasurer of the Beta Mikdash sold it to other people, made the money on it, and at the end, by Yovel, um, he, uh, it go, the land goes back to Kohanim. And over there it says, Ahuzato. What's in his inheritance? What's the Hidush over there? It should just say, La Kohentiyeh. Rather, how do we know that it feels that it goes out to the Kohanim Bayovel? And one of the Kohanim acquired it. How do we know that he cannot say that since it's going out to the Kohanim during Yovel, it's already under my possession, I bought it, it should just go to me, it's going from one pocket to the other. If I, you know, if I, if I was in the Beit HaMikdash right now, it's anyways, it's my, my day anyways, if I get to acquire other people's things, then all, this, uh, all the more so things that I acquired from the Hegdesh that I should be able to keep. It should be like a holy field in his inheritance, meaning we're going to be Doresh toward Ahuza, inheritance. Ahuza shelo ve'en zo shelo. It's his, but not his. Haketzad, what are we talking about? It leaves his possession, and then it gets split up between the rest of the Kwanim, meaning he might get a part of the land that he actually redeemed. And we're going to learn from the word Lakohen by Gezel Hager to the Lakohen that we see by Sadea Hoza, the same way by Gezel Hager the Kohen cannot keep it for himself, rather he has to leave and he has to split it with the, the rest of the Kohanim. Same thing with the Sadea Hoza. Next, we learned in the Braita. How do we know that a Kohen wants to bring his own korbanot? He can bring his korbanot whenever he wants, whatever time he wants. A Kohen can come whenever he feels like it and serve. How do we know that the, meaning whatever work you did over there, whatever service, the, the, the flesh, the hide, everything goes to you. The Kohen was working with it. 
A person's kodashim, the things that he worked on, it belongs to him. Haketzad. What are we talking about? Im ba'al mum, if he has wounds on his body, notna le kohen shebe'oto mishmar. He gives it to any kohen who's working that day. Ve'abodata ve'ora shelo. But the hide and the the flesh belong to the kohen who it belongs to. That's why it says ve'ishet kodashav lo'yu. Meaning, even though someone else does the work, he gets to keep his own things. Since if he's a Baal Mum, if he has a wound, he could still eat from the Korbanot. Ve'im zaken, if he was, uh, he was an elderly Kohen, or he was sick and he can't eat this, so he could, he could appoint another Kohen to do it for him. Not now, the whole Kohen should say, give it to any Kohen to do the work. And the, the flesh and the, the hide goes to the people of the Mishmar. Meaning, when it comes to the service, you can have anyone do the service, anyone who's working there to do the service. But the the flesh, the hide, that goes to whoever's there that day. You can't just uh, give it to whoever you want. Now, the Gemara asks, This elderly person, the sick person, what are we talking about? If he could work the Avodah, then then he, the the flesh the, the the hide should also belong to him why can't he have it why can't he set up a shaliyah to eat it for him if he could have someone do the work for him someone should be able to do the eating for him also if he can't do the service then then how can you make a shaliyah to, to, to eat it or to do anything if he can't do the work, then he can't make a shaliyah. So, Amar of Papa, what are we talking about? A person who can serve or he could eat, but just, it's a little bit hard for him. You know, if you do the service, it's very rough, it's very hard for you to do this, uh, to the service, but still counts as service. And therefore, he could make a shaliyah to do it for him. But if it's hard for him to eat it, and at that point it becomes achila gasai, it becomes overeating. Achila gasai, we all know, is lav klumu. It doesn't count as eating. It's just stuffing yourself, but doesn't count as actual eat, halachic eating. That's why, since he cannot eat, that's why the hide and the flesh goes to the anshem mishmar. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.